Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza, 15 locations in Edmonton and surrounding areas. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. All right. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, we get really rolling here Uh Next year, the or next week, the uh, the majority of the pros uh, for the other players roll back into town. Uh, they hit the ice, uh, and I know this week uh, the University of Alberta has already gotten started, and there's a connection for our next guest. Ian Herber spent the last three years on the Oilers coaching staff. He took a three-year leave uh, from uh, the University of Alberta. A sabbatical, he has returned where in his final two years he led the Bears to back-to-back national championships, and we are pleased at this time to be joined on the line once again by Ian Herbers. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? Uh, you doing Okay. Yeah, really good. Thanks. Good. Excited. Season got going here. We're on the ice twice already. Uh, back on the ice uh, early evening here, so it's a good time of year. How uh, how different is this in terms of the last uh, three years for you where you did a lot of the uh, video work, uh, I, I know the first year especially, uh, when the coaching staff was put together, you spent a lot of August, uh, you know, breaking down uh, and watching. I, I think you watched every game that the Oilers played during the course of the 14-15 season. Um, do you end up having, do you do the same thing when you return to the U of A and watch, you know, all of uh, all of their games that are available to you via video uh, from the previous year to get a bit of a feel for the team? Uh, I watched from January on. So I saw the second half of the season, all playoffs, and then obviously nationals. I uh, had a chance to watch each player individually, see the system surge was running and operating, uh, seeing the tweaks that I wanted to make. But the big thing for me was, just getting a feel of the players that were returning, uh, seeing their weaknesses and strengths, uh, things that we could work on this season. And I guess the other side of it, too, just get refreshed a little bit with Calgary, Saskatchewan, and all the other teams in the league to see if they've been do- or doing anything different as well. 
Uh, you have, you know, some of the coaches have been in that league for 25-plus years. Dave Adolph's been in Saskatchewan. Mark Howell, who uh, played at the U of A, uh, he's been in Calgary for, geez, it's got to be a decade-plus. Did you see much change in terms of maybe technically what they were doing or, you know, they altered their forecheck a bit where they're having different looks of the power play and PK and that sort of thing, or, or was it kind of status quo? Uh, fairly similar. Uh, Dave and Saskatchewan, they're starting to play a little bit more of an up-tempo game. Uh, instead of the old school, slow it down and DVD your D engine and slowing everything down. So they have, they're starting to play a quicker game. Calgary seemed to like they were getting into a little bit more of a, a trap stall contain game. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work on their big eyes. So it's a few new challenges for us here. But for me, as you know, Bob, we focus on what we're doing with the Bears and uh, just make sure that we're doing it well. Can you take what you've learned uh, over the last three years at the NHL level and apply that back uh, to the university level? Yeah, well, you're a poor coach if you don't. You've you got to get from, draw from all your experiences. Uh, it was a great three years for learning for me with the Oilers organization and the staff and, and seeing all the different situations, the success, the failures. Um, those are all things you learn from. Um, and you bring it back to where you're currently coaching. And it just helps you to become a better coach and hopefully help the team. Uh, and, you, you know, you know I, to be honest with you, I was surprised Alberta won last year. Okay? I, I wasn't surprised that you guys won in 14 and 15, but I was a little bit surprised that the team was as resilient as it was, given the fact they were down 2 nothing in the national championship semifinal to Saskatchewan, heading to the third, and down 2 nothing early to St. FX in the final, and they found ways to win both those games. So I guess that bodes well in terms of the, the character of this group that you're, uh, you're inheriting. Yeah, well, Saskatchewan in that game took uh, got into penalty issues in the third period uh, and gave the Bears an opportunity to three or four or even five straight power plays, which they scored on two to tie it up to send it into overtime. Um, so a very skilled group. Uh, very lethal on the power play. Um, so it's good when you have that skill and that kind of talented players. It allows you to do more things. Um, and just skating with them here and on the ice with them the last two days and seeing the off-ice testing and, and conditioning they've done over the summertime, a very, very good character group. I'm excited about this, this season in this group. Well, they are the reigning national champions. You won a championship in your last two years at Alberta before returning. You went 119 and 19 uh, during that time. Do you have any players that were with you back uh, four years ago? Uh, three players. Uh, Riley Keezer, Stefan Legault, and Tanner Clarkson. But uh, I don't know. I guess, well, mid-July, uh, Stefan blew his Achilles out, I guess, close to like Sakara, and he's done for a while here. He won't be ready till maybe January. Okay. And he was the MVP of the University Cup. Like, he's a pretty good player. I mean, he can really skate at that level. I know he went to Washington's camp uh, about five or six years ago and actually did not play hockey for a year, did not play his 20-year-old year in the Western Hockey League, and that was the year the Edmonton Oil Kings won the uh, Memorial Cup in the playoffs in 2013, if I recall. Uh, Legault had a point per game. He had a real breakout performance, but did not play as a 20-year-old, sat out hockey for a year, and uh, you know has subsequently got recalibrated here because I think you think he's a guy that could actually maybe get to the next level one day because of his skating ability. Yeah, that's correct. Well, I talked to him that entire year. I didn't want to force him into playing, but I just told him to come out and watch us play. Uh, so he came out a few times during the season. Then I think that year we beat Calgary in the semifinals or finals, and he was at the game. Uh, saw the atmosphere in the building. Uh, obviously knew some of our guys and was, were talking to them. 
Uh, and right after the game, I passed him in the hallway and asked him if he was interested in playing again. He said, I am. Yeah. He said, well, come see me tomorrow when we got things rolling. But no, very good skill, very good skater. Um, he's a guy that could legitimately have a shot if he if his injury heals properly and he has a good second half of the year. All right, so you don't have him till Christmas. Uh, you mentioned Riley Keezer was with you before, and he actually won a Memorial Cup with Edmonton on that team in 2014. Uh, he's and was he not your captain last? The, the teams of the program's captain last year. That's correct. So you got your captain back. He's obviously going to be in a third line. Uh, checking role because that's kind of what he did for the uh, Edmonton uh, Oil Kings as well. Um, well, at the Nationals there, he scored the first two goals. I think got them rolling in the tournament. So he does have a little bit of touch, but his strength is that third line checking, penalty kill, energy, two uh, hundred foot game, detailed game. I know that uh, you know Luke Phillip was Canada West uh, MVP. He was the first team All Canadian last season for the Bears. He led the, the conference in scoring. Multiple NHL teams. He's a smaller guy, uh, but multiple NHL teams had looks at him during the course of the year. Is this a player? He's going into his third year here, and he played a lot with uh, Cole Sanford, who was at the Oilers camp a couple years ago. In fact, you were there when he was at Oilers camp. He had 50 and 41 goal seasons back-to-back in the Western Hockey League. Uh, And then Trevor Cox, who was a 109-point scorer with the Medicine Hat Tigers. Uh, He scored the game winner in overtime against Saskatchewan last year at the University Cup Championships. Are those guys, you know, because you've got some injuries like Legault to start the year and Tyson Bailey, are those guys you're going to really need out of the gate first half of the season? Yeah, and I've had a chance to talk to Luke. Uh, so we've had a one, one-on-one conversation already. So uh, very excited with him. We've talked about what he needs to take that next step. Uh, he was very open, receptive, and was excited about it. He's had a great summer of training, uh, took that initiative on himself, and he knows what he needs to do. So uh, very excited. I'll get a chance to know Cox and Sanford a little bit more here as we keep going on and have a chance to sit down and talk with all the players individually and, and get to keep getting to know them better. Uh, but those guys, yes, they need to, to step up and be ready to go right from the start, but just can't rely on them. Our strength, and when I was coaching there the previous three years, uh, was a team game and rolling line after line and just wearing teams down and frustrating teams with our depth, our speed, and our tenaciousness on pucks. Um, and that's the way we need to come out. So it's a good opportunity for some other guys here getting uh, – the chance to play and play a lot of minutes. Ian, it's interesting. Uh, I want to ask you about the goaltending. Do you think, yeah. uh, have you had goaltending this good to work with that you got right now? Because I'm here to tell you, I believe if Zach Sachenko had played as a 20-year-old last year in the Western Hockey League in Moose Jaw for Tim Hunter, that Moose Jaw would have won the WHL championship and not Swift Current. I mean, Moose Jaw lost in seven games, right, ultimately to yeah. Swift. Um, and Stuart Skinner w- was the better of the goaltenders in that playoff series. And for the two previous years, uh, when Sachenko was with Moose Jaw, he was the Eastern Conference's goaltender of the year. So the question I have for you is between Sachenko and Sean Burke's son, Brendan Burke, uh, those are the two goaltenders that split duty all last year at the UVA. Did you have as good a goaltending as that when you won the back-to-back national titles? Uh, I don't think so. Well, obviously, Muka and Siemens and uh, Sear, they were all very good, very good people, played very well, and were good goaltenders for us. Uh, but with the three guys that we have here, with Kenny Cameron as well, uh, very comfortable with the goaltending. So it's going to be a battle here for camp. Um, each of the guys trying to prove that they're number one, and that's always a good situation when you have depth in a position 
and you got guys competing for a position. But the key is they're all very good teammates and good people and are, are working very hard to obviously to take that number one spot, but at the same time help the team get better. All right, so you've got some top-end guys up front. You've got great goaltending. You also have the reigning defenseman of the year for youth sports across the country and a kid that previously played in the American Hockey League um, in Jason Fram. And there's also Clayton Kirichenko at 62 points a couple years ago at Benison I mean, you've got, like, you can make an argument. You've got three right-shot guys that were power play quarterbacks in the Western Hockey League. That's a pretty deep set of uh, D you have there. No, I really like our decor. I uh, don't know if you mentioned Sawyer Lang as well. Yeah. Another right-shot defenseman power play guy that played in Prince Albert. Uh, and who's looked really good the first couple of days here in camp with very mobile is Graham Craig that was with the Oilers organization as well. He's looked very good. Uh, Ray Hill's been good. Uh, Tom Chuck, Sharif, Carroll, they've all been at a very first good couple of days. So excited about this core and getting in some games and seeing what our combinations will be. Uh, we're starting to throw around PP ideas and thoughts and who's playing where and uh, a lot of options, which is a good thing. Ian Herbert's joining us, head coach of the U of A Golden Bears. He spent the last three years at the Oilers organization. So, Ian, you've coached in the ECHL as a head coach. You've been a head coach in the um, uh, American Hockey League. Uh, you were an assistant in the OHL. You were offered a WHL head coaching job before you took the job at the Oilers. You've been an NHL assistant. So based on that breadth of experience, how many players do you think you have there right now that could at least play in the American Hockey League when they're done at the U of A? Oof, uh, well, probably at least two of our D. Um, probably for sure two of our forwards. So four guys. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's going to be a good year. The guys have got to feel what I want to do over these last couple of days of practice. I think they're excited. I'm excited, like I said. Um, and we got some work ahead of us. Obviously, it's a process and a journey here. But guys keep developing, at least with the one nice thing with the U of A, it's the four days of practice. Um, and then we also get the off ice in there as well. And we just prepare for one team on the weekend. And then December's obviously exam time of the year, but we ramp up our off ice training. So guys that weren't quite strong enough or quick enough for American League at that point, they get a lot of time to work on. We've got a great strength conditioning guy with Joel Jackson. And so a lot of our guys this time, like Luke, Luke Philp, is just getting that uh, escape speed, that one, two steps to get away from somebody in the corner or off the sidewall. Uh, and so those are big things we'll be working on this season. All right. So you, you mentioned you might be getting a little bit of help here in the second half of the season. Uh, and I know you, you brought in uh, Curtis Miske out of Prince Albert and Grayson Polinchuk, who played for Brent Sutter down in Red Deer, and those guys will obviously be with your group right away here to start the year. Yeah, yeah. No, they've um, they've had a good couple days here. The uh, thing that's caught my attention, both of them shoot very well. Uh, we've been playing a couple little small area games at the end of practice, and those guys are shelf and pucks from in tight and in jam spaces. Uh, both very good people, work very hard. Um, I think they'll fit in very nicely, and they'll get opportunities, very good opportunities. Ian, uh, so you spent the last three years with the Oilers, and uh, the way the CBA works, when uh, players have uh, informal practices, when the boys get back into town and hit the ice here in September, they can't have current Oilers staff coaching them. I believe that's the rule. So does a guy like you get a call? Yeah, I'll be there next week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday for sure. Um, would like to help them out a little bit more, but we take off for Penticton for that Young Guns tournament, and we play UBC there Friday and, 
and Saturday, so we're leaving Thursday morning. All right. Uh, so I'll get a couple days out there and get to say hi to the guys. A few of the guys I've talked to over the summertime, but it's nice to see how their summers are and see where they're at this season. Did I give you much input in terms of what they're looking for, or do you sort of decide what they're going to work on in, in terms of practice and scrimmage and that sort of thing? I kind of have my idea from watching over the past few years, but I'll touch base with Connor to make sure it's exactly uh, what they're looking for, and I'll be able to tweak things off some options in different ways I can adjust drills so it makes it relevant for them and, and what they're looking for. All right. Uh, Ian, I can honestly say this. I wish you nothing but the best of luck this year. I think you know that. And uh, yeah, well, we will uh, be in fairly regular contact here on the show. Thank you for taking time to join us. Uh, my pleasure, Bob. Thank you. You bet. That is Ian Herbers. He is the head coach of the reigning national champion, Alberta Golden Bears. 119-19 and 19 in three years at the U of A. And uh, eight and, uh, no, seven and one. Seven and one at the national championship. The only game, how about this? The only game that Ian Herbers coached that he lost at the University Cup was to, I believe, Waterloo. And Alberta gave up two even-strength shots in the game. And lost 2-1. They hit four or five posts, totally dominated the game, and uh, gave up a couple goals uh, while they were on the penalty kill in a game that was managed. And Kurt Hill, who's the GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings, was on that team uh, for Waterloo. It is 150 at Edmonton. We'll wrap up Oilers now when we return. Welcome back, everybody. It is uh, 152 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Coming up tomorrow, Adam Scorgi, one of the uh, producers, along with Don Metz, for the Grant Fear story, Coco. Looking forward to that. It's going to be uh, in the Toronto and Calgary Film Festivals. Adam will be in at about 12.10 tomorrow. Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors tomorrow at 12.35 on Oilers Now. And he'll be in for an hour. We'll have lots of conversation with Jay. Uh, mostly focused on the opportunity moving forward, some of the players that he's going to coach and that sort of thing. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Gino has texted the show to say on our West Lockport text line, Hey, Bob, you're going to have to have the Oilers' new TV host on with you before the season starts. I heard Tony Brer is uh, really talented and is a huge Oilers fan. I think the fans would love to hear from him uh, before the season starts. Well, well, we'll work on that for you. We'll work on that. Absolutely. I had a lot of time for uh, Tom Gazzola and Chris Westcott that worked on the TV and, uh, I guess, print side technically in the organization, the digital team. They were terrific guys. So absolutely, we'll have Tony in at some stage. Uh, Drew says, he texts us, uh, not sure if you answered this. Speaking of coffee, what happened to him being an associate coach from Drew? Drew, he was never an associate coach. He was never an assistant coach. Uh, he's like a roving instructor that works with defensemen. And that's that was his role. He's more of a development coach. Uh, Steve says, Bob, is Drew Remenda gone? I've heard rumors. I uh, And so let's get to it for Steve. Steve, uh, Drew Remenda will be working on the Sportsnet broadcast. He'll be an analyst this season for the majority of the home games. Louis DeBrusque will be the main analyst uh, in-game. Uh, Drew will be on in during intermissions, but Drew would also uh, continue to have some selective games where, where he will be the primary color person for the Rogers Sportsnet broadcast. You can text us at 630-630. Out of Grand Prairie, Alberta, this 
text comes in. Bob, I noticed in 2016-17, Dreisaitl played in the front of the net on the power play. It was very effective. Last year, he was on the side, not so effective. Is this part of the issue there? Should he play six feet in front of the net? Well, uh, to be honest with you, for the tech start of Grand Prairie, my recollection has Dreisaitl in a middle bumper role. That is where he played the majority of the time. Lucic was the net front presence. Uh, Connor McDavid would be set up on the right side, and... Uh, the Oilers uh, first had Jordan Eberle and then later had Mark Latestu on the left side half boards as right shots for uh, the power play with Clefbaum from the point. What I envision uh, this year is a five-man left shot unit with Clefbaum on the point, McDavid setting up on the left side half boards, uh, middle bumper for Nugent Hopkins, right side half boards with a left shot Leon Dreisaitl, which uh, we saw certainly with the Kelowna Rockets and at times last year where he was able to finish plays off. And then Lucic to start the year's net front presence. I could see that being the five-man power play unit first unit. Could also see a secondary unit with three right shots, Benning, Pulley-Yarvey, and Ryan Strom, and perhaps McDavid staying on the second unit and setting up on the right side half boards as opposed to being on the first unit when he'd be on the left side half boards. That wraps up the... Thursday edition of Oilers Now. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. More on the tough news today regarding the pipeline. On the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Reed Wilkins coming up tonight. Obviously, we'll be previewing the upcoming Labor Day Classic. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. you buy Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.